0: Welcome to Healthy vs. Toxic, the podcast where licensed mental health professionals explore what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy or even abusive, all from a scientifically informed perspective.
1: Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is What is codependency? Now, when we talk about the term codependency or codependence, we oftentimes think of the word dependent and sometimes the term codependency becomes confused with dependency, and specifically dependent personality disorder. So before I move to codependence, let's just start with the word dependent. In relationships, it's not unusual for one person to be somewhat dependent on the other. And a lot of times, this goes both ways. It's reciprocal. Relying on others is not inherently maladaptive or distressing or even really that unusual. Dependency runs on a continuum from what we see in everyday life, which we considered productive and relatively normal, all the way to dependent personality disorder, which is an extreme manifestation of dependency. It's one that is maladaptive, rigid, and has inflexible thinking, and certainly would be distressing in most instances. Codependency is really a version of dependency. But it doesn't have anything to do with dependent personality disorder. In theory, if there was an extreme manifestation of codependence, it could be categorized as dependent personality disorder if it met the full criteria for that disorder. But the two constructs overall don't necessarily have a strong relationship. So let's take a look at the definition of codependence. So codependence actually has a few different meanings, and one is much more common than the other. The less common meaning would be any relationship where the level of dependence exceeds what is healthy. It becomes maladaptive. So really, under this definition, codependence isn't much different than dependence. The more common definition for codependence is in a relationship where one person has a substance use disorder or some sort of set of extreme personality traits, like what we might see in a personality disorder, or sometimes other mental disorders. And the codependent part of that is really with the individual who is the caregiver to that person with a disorder. I'm going to use the example here of a substance use disorder because usually it's a substance use disorder that we're talking about when we talk about codependence. So under this definition, you would really only have two people, a caregiver and an individual with substance use disorder. Both would be codependent, but usually we think of the caregiver as the person who is struggling with codependence. And not so much the individual with substance use disorder. So this type of codependence is often referred to as enabling. Enabling is when an individual who is caring for somebody with substance use disorder does things to protect that individual, to help them to avoid the consequences of using substances. So really codependence is experienced quite differently between the caregiver and the individual with substance use disorder. Two totally different perspectives two totally different ways of being codependent. So really, we could define codependence as an unhealthy type of dependence that involves a caregiver and an individual with substance use disorder. The term codependence itself can be confusing because it seems like it means something quite different than dependence, and in fact, it doesn't really. Now, codependence by itself is not a mental health disorder. It's not in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, the DSM. We see a lot of features with codependent behavior that line up with a number of diagnostic criteria across a number of mental disorders, but in and of itself, codependence is not a disorder. As I mentioned, it does have a number of features, including increased levels of anxiety and depression, decreased levels of trust. Individuals who are codependent have difficulty trusting other people. They also have difficulty being assertive, they demonstrate a need for control, they have boundary problems, and this one's pretty easy to understand in the context of the caregiver and the individual with substance use disorder. They also tend to have a lot of frustration, anger, a need for approval, a number of concerns about abandonment. Oftentimes when we hear the word abandonment in the mental health treatment community, we think of borderline personality disorder. But again, codependence is not a mental disorder. And it's certainly not borderline personality disorder. Those are two different constructs. They share to some degree this fear of abandonment and efforts to avoid abandonment, but they're not the same thing.
0: Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who've overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection, and interview top thought leaders, game changers, and survivors. And it it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover, and how to be brave. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Oftentimes,
1: individuals who are codependent are abused, and they also tend to think that if they failed to provide the support that they do provide, that everything would fall apart. And this leads to a sense of being trapped. There's this feeling that they're trapped in this relationship, that they have to engage in the codependent behavior to avoid disaster. Now, in another way, this leads to another feature we see with codependency, which is it feeds into a sense of identity. It becomes how a person identifies. We could also think of this as it creates a sense of purpose. The sense of purpose, oftentimes for an individual who is codependent, is found in taking care of that other individual. If the symptoms of the substance use disorder remitted, that would threaten the individual who's codependent in terms of their sense of identity. And their sense of purpose. We also see a feature here with codependency, which is to protect the individual with substance use disorder from consequences. And I mentioned this before. And this is really a key feature. And this also protects that sense of identity and sense of purpose in the same way. So, for example, someone who's codependent might assist someone with substance use disorder in avoiding the criminal consequences of behavior. So really the individual who's codependent is trying to maintain things the way they are. They don't want change. And fear of change is actually one of the features we see with codependency. Now, as I mentioned before, codependency by itself is not a mental disorder, but certainly it is a set of behaviors that can be treated by a mental health clinician in many instances. Just because symptoms don't rise to the level of a mental disorder doesn't mean they cannot be the focus of treatment.
0: Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. The producers for this show are Christopher Breitigan and Madison Linden. The executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. For more content, please visit our website at arslonga.media. To leave feedback or suggestions, send an email to info at To find more content from Dr. Grande, Including a link to his YouTube channel and his other Ars Longa podcasts, visit our website at arslonga.media. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as medical or mental health advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.